So we continue with the tent of Nyson, but before we continue with the tent of Nyson, Elizabeth, could you read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 16? That's actually in the beginning. We didn't read it there, so now is a suitable time to read it. Two, chapter 2, verses 6 to 16. 6 to 16. Yes. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man? save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So, especially verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. A natural man is a man without the Spirit of God, a man of body and soul. He does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So that's what we're dealing with. You want to understand spiritual things. Then the Spirit of God in your heart opens your understanding. When you read the Bible, you will not understand. You pray, and then your understanding will be opened by that spirit that dwells in you. This is most important principle when we are studying the Bible. And we're going to continue in Tenth of Nisan, and that is in Mark 11. But I show you first on page 5, again this month of Nisan, we have dealt Thursday the 8th and Friday the 9th of Nisan and now we're coming to Saturday the 10th of Nisan that was the weekly Sabbath that's what we're going to continue to work with and that is continuing in Mark 11 chapter 11 verses 12 through 19 and Elizabeth can you read 12 through 19 and on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. 
and his disciples heard it. And they came, and they come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves? And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out of the city. So, when it says in verse 12, And on the morrow, so it was the next day, previous day was the ninth of Nisan, and this was the tenth. And when it says that he was hungry, and so a fig tree afar off, there is something that we need to read from our notes on page 11. The victory represents Israel. No fruit came from Israel as a nation during the time of grace because they denied God's only begotten son, the greatest gift he ever had given to them. So, but about that victory in Hosea 9 verse 10 it says, I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first tribe that is first fruit, in the fig tree at her first time. But they went to Baal Peor and separated themselves unto that shame, and their abominations were according as they loved. So, the first tribe, first fruit in the fig tree. There are some buds that grow in the fig tree before the real figs come, and they are very sweet and you can eat them. And they will come there before the time of the figs is of course. And in Isaiah it says, Isaiah 28.4, And the glorious beauty which is on the head of the fat valley shall be a fading flower, and as the hasty fruit, literally, like fig early, early fig before the summer, which when he that looketh upon it seeth, while it is yet in his hand, he eateth it up. Do you understand? So it's so sweet, you pick it up and you quickly eat it. So exactly that he was looking for in the victory. But he didn't find it, so he cursed it. And the disciples saw it. This is important, you need to keep it in mind, because when we continue in the 11th of Nisan, something similar happens again in there. Okay, the pastoral line had to be chosen on the 10th of Nisan. Matthew tells how Israel, without knowing it, chose for himself the most perfect Passover lamb of all ages. And that happened on the 10th of Nisan. So we continue in Matthew, Matthew 21. Matthew 21 and uh, verses 1 through 17. Elizabeth, will you please read? And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, they sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, 
meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the fall of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And he left them, and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. So, in verse 10, And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? On the previous day, multitudes came, not the whole city. Now the whole city came there. And this time he came riding on two animals, not on one animal. We can read in the notes on page 11. This was the second coming to Jerusalem of Jesus. He came riding on an ass and a colt, the fall of an ass. And in Second Kings it says, And Naaman said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules' burden of earth? For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. So after Naaman was healed, he said, I want to serve this God who healed me. And he asked for earth, two mules' burden. That's blessing. He wanted it for blessing for himself that he could sacrifice unto this God that he knew now. Second Samuel six verses one and two and when David was a little past the top of the hill, behold Zeba, the servant of Mephiboseth, the servant of Mephiboseth met him with a couple of asses saddled, and upon them two hundred loaves of bread and an hundred bunches of raisins, and an hundred of summer fruits, and a bottle of wine. And the king said unto Ziba, What meanest thou by these? And Ziba said, The asses be for the king's household to ride on, and the bread and the summer fruit for the young men to eat, and the wine that such as be faint in the wilderness may drink. So, again, a couple of asses, two asses, meant a blessing, they brought a blessing, not judgment, but a blessing. And then the prophecy of Zechariah was fulfilled in here, Zechariah 9.9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king 
cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt the fall of an ass. And now here I have summary of the events on the tenth of Nisan. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus cursed a fig tree, which would no more produce any fruit. Then he came to Jerusalem with two animals, which represented the blessing which he was bringing to Israel. The people from the whole city came and received him with great joy. Without knowing it, they chose him as the Passeralam from God once and for all. He cleansed the temple, healed the blind and the lame, and taught the word of God. Once again, the religious leadership was sore displeased by the courage and the power of Jesus. Finally, he went to Bethany and stayed there overnight. The element of Nisan. So, if we go back to this chart again, we just handled. Saturday was the 10th of Nisan. Do you remember what needed to be done on the 10th of Nisan? Who remembers? They had to choose the Passover lamb. And that was a part of preparations for the Passover meal. So they couldn't do it because it was Saturday. Sabbath, weekly Sabbath. They, they couldn't do any that kind of work. So that had to be shifted to the next day. I think it will come up. We go back to Mark. That is now Mark 11. And uh, you remember on the 10th, he first wanted to find these buds in the victory. And he cursed the victory because there wasn't any. Keep that in mind, we continue with verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. The same fig tree he had cursed before. They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursedest is withered away. And it was withered up from the roots. Normally, like uh, we have a maple tree up there, it took two years for me to kill it. So, <coughs> first, succeeded. I succeeded finally. <laughs> so, I cursed and it, I, but, I, um, but <laughs> then also peeled off the bark, so it didn't have any way to live. So, it started to die so that the highest leaves went brown. And then the next summer, pretty soon as the leaves came, they all went brown. And then finally no leaves came anymore. So normally a tree dies from up down. But this one died from roots up, it says in here. Verse 20, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Overnight. Verse 22, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, What? Things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So this is still true, this is still how it works. 
you want really something, then pray to God. And don't quit praying until you get it. Then you can change the subject and pray for something else again. As such, of course, believing involves more than just believing and praying for things that you want to have. Believing God means to do God's will. But if you really are in a situation that you basically are desiring to do God's will and you need something and you pray, then don't quit. He will give it to you. 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought anything, if you have anything against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. See, this is changed. Our forgiveness is not dependent on our forgiving somebody else. It's, it's an example that's given to us. God, because of Jesus Christ's work, has forgiven to us, so we better forgive the others also. But if we don't forgive, we still have the forgiveness of God. That has changed. Verse 27, and they come again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, they come to him, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Okay, we jump to Matthew. Matthew 21, verse 18. So we read the previous record. That happened on the Saturday, the weekly Sabbath, at the 10th of Nisan. In verse 18 it says, Now in the morning, that is the 11th of Nisan, Now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let not fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Okay, now another victory. The previous one was cursed on the previous day, and it was in the way into the city. By the way, victory was something that belonged to everybody. Nobody could say that, even though the victory would be standing like in our yard in here. We could not say that's our tree. Fig tree was a common tree. Anybody could go and take fruit thereof. And anybody could go and curse it if he was going to do that, like Jesus Christ did. So this fig tree was now in the city because it says he returned into the city, verse 18, and he hungered. He was now in the city. And then in the city when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it, found nothing, cursed it. And then in verse 20, they were amazed how soon is the victory withered away. So can you see, he was teaching them both days and both times, believing. You believe whatsoever you ask the Father is going to give. And look, if you do God's will, God will give you instructions. Do this and that and the other. 
So if you follow his instructions, he will give us the power to do anything that you need to do. If you then need to remove a mountain, you can do that. If there's a mountain falling on top of people who we want to save, then you can command the mountain to go, or whatever. Okay, I have my notes on page 12. After Jesus taught to his disciples how to believe God, we just read those records, he began to discuss with the chief priests and the elders. And this is described in the following places, so you can read them by, the, by yourself, what happened. In Matthew, Mark and Luke. And the story continues with following events, and read those also later, Matthew, Mark and Luke. After all these things had happened, it was already the evening of the 11th of Nisan. This day is generally called Palm Sunday. Then there were only two more days to, to the Passover, Monday and Tuesday, the 12th and the 13th of Nisan, because on the Wednesday, the 14th of Nisan, the Passover lamb should be killed in the afternoon, around 3 o'clock. So, in my notes I have Matthew 26, 1 and 2. And it came to pass, when Jesus finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. And Mark 14, 1, it says, After two days was the feast of the Passover, and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. So basically we have now handled anything that's important on the 11th. So we are done with Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, today.